0: Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast Podcast. from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Mitsuh, Mazda MX-5 Cup, presented by BFGoodrich on IMSA Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome along to the Inamitsu Mazda MX-5 Cup. Great to have you company. Uh, we are live from VIR, Virginia International Raceway, and we are ready to go for the first of two races this weekend where are we well we're just across the border into virginia actually and depending on where you're staying you can cross backwards and forwards between state lines at 17 corners uh, action areas down at turn one definitely up at turn 12 which is the oak tree turn Uh, oak tree sadly no longer with us Turn 14 and turn 17, not perhaps overtaking areas, but certainly places that must, are mistake-inducing. Uh, this, this is a big area to have this racetrack in, uh, and it's a green and pleasant land, so we do sometimes get a wee bit of uh, rainfall here, but today the weather is playing its part. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, 88 Fahrenheit in the air, 99 Fahrenheit on the track. Uh, for those of you outside the US, track temperature 37 Celsius, 31 Celsius in the air. I'm John Heindorf and joining me in the booth is Shay Adam. Hello Shay. how are you? Hello John, I'm ready for some wonderful Mazda racing and I think we
1: are in for a treat today as the cars are getting ready to roll for the first time since 2016 around this beautiful 3.27 mile track.
0: Quite a few stories to pick up on before we look at the grid, um yes we have 28 cars here but a significant absentee from the grid this weekend.
1: Yes, the champion from two years ago and the runner-up last year was none other than Michael Carter. Carter Racing Enterprises not on the grid so far this weekend. They are reevaluating and looking forward to next season after currently sitting outside the top 10 in championship points. So no Michael Carter for those fans of his in the field but we do have some wonderful stories including Aiden Fosnacht starting on pole position he got his first ever podium and win earlier this year the win coming at Watkins Glen International well today he got his first ever ever pole position in anything so a wonderful storyline coming in for Aiden Fosnacht
0: and he hasn't had an easy run of it uh, either because he's not in his usual car share is he
1: Correct. He had to switch to a backup car after a massive off. I think it was at the start of practice, too, for Aiden. Thankfully, they did have a second car, and we'll come back to the racing, getting their youngster back out and clearly getting him up to speed quick.
0: Uh, Also, a story at the back of the grid uh, as we look at the 28 cars heading out and up up through the climbing S's. Chris Noons is at the back of the grid for Formidable Racing, the number 32 car with no time in qualifying.
1: No, Chris Nunes actually lost control of his car when he was trying to leave room for Justin Piscatel coming through on a fast lap. He let Piscatel get by, but unfortunately it resulted in him going out onto the wet grass, which meant he met the tires. It broke the steering rack, and thankfully, Formidable Racing able to overcome this one. Chris Nunes will start, but his pink car is coming up from the back. Hey, he'll be someone to watch for the Hard Charger Award.
0: Oh, will he ever? And, up uh bit of new bodywork on there as well. The black bodywork showing that he's had problems. Tyler Gonzalez is alongside him. Then it's Michael Starben, Ethan Tyler, Bruno Schmielewski uh, and Rossi Lee are on row number 12. On row 11, David and Laura Hayes for Thunder Bunny Racing. Woody Hyman and Bruno Caniero are on row 10. Uh, Thomas Annunziato uh, for Hickson Motorsports and Jemison Riley uh, are on row number uh, nine. On row eight, it's uh, Jean-Jardin and Joey Atanasio. Sam Paley in the number 28 is on the outside of row seven with Celine Roland for a company. Uh, expect those two to move forward. Uh, ahead of them, Justin Piscatel Alex Petura, uh, Ale- uh, Aaron Johnson, Max Opalski, third best of the uh, rookies. Uh, and then it is Jensen Altsman on the outside uh, of row number four with Bryce Cornell, uh, Cornet for, uh, for company. Glenn McGee and Jared Thomas on the outside and the inside of three. On row two, Connor Zillich and Gresham Wagner. And on the front row, Matthew Dirks from McCumbie MacAlear Racing and his first ever pull for the rookie, Aidan Fastnack, in the number 15 car. That's how they'll come to the green flag here at VIR. 45 minutes on the clock. Beautiful weather. A great lineup up of 2 Mazda MX-5 racers ready to go. The IMSA team managers always watch this race. So do the drivers. And here they go, down into turn one. Quite a long run down. One, two, three wide. Bizarrely, I'm slightly disappointed by that. I thought we might see more than that <laughs> across the track. There is a little bit of... Uh, rubbing at the back of the field. Ooh, the One of got the Staubs. Uh, uh, yes, one of the star racing cars uh, at the back of the field that went around there. I think it was David in the 36. I might be wrong because I thought Rossi Lee was in there as well on the uh, 48 car at the front of the field then. in Fastnacht, the number 15 car. In that replacement car after he had the incident in his own machine, An extraordinary way to do this. We've seen Aidan's had the pace, Shay. this year. He's had to come up from the back of the grid a couple of times. He's certainly got the pace. Let's just check back in at the start and see what happened towards the uh, rear end of the grid. Oh, well, the 37 got a push around there a, a little bit. That was Michael Starr, but I think he saved it. So who was it that went off the track? Uh, Well, we are hearing
1: that uh, Celine Roland is continuing around the track slowly with a flat tire, John. So I'm not sure if he was involved in any of that schmozzle. He, this weekend, is driving a yellow and purple car for Hickson Motorsport, which makes up a quarter of the grid for Hickson. And for Celine, he is the only non-rookie. But there is some significant damage to the right front of the 39 machine as well. That's Jean Jodoin, who's had a very strong season so far from McCombie McAuley Racing. That's terrible luck for him.
0: So that was actually further up the grid than I thought. That was just outside the top 10. With Celine Roland starting in 13th and Jean Jodoin in 16th. So maybe it was David Stab that, that went off there. Not sure but it seems like they are still running and we've got someone buried in the tyres as well. It's been an untidy start to this weekend and sadly, I'm afraid to say, that the opening lap here has been just as untidy. We come to the line and it's very close indeed between Matthew Dirks in the 76, the Olive Grey car, as they go through and round the outside, Gresham Wagner in the <gasps> number five tries Whoa. to go through. That will be a marvellous move if he can make that. We're still under green flag as Bruno Caniero, by the way, is the driver that was off at turn 14. So that's at the top of the hill at the top of the roller coaster. Uh, that was the car that was buried in the tyres. And we are still and under green flag, Shay.
1: And for Gresham Wagner John this race has even more importance not only is this his home track him living about three hours away from here full course caution is out but by the way championship standings Gresham Wagner who was second uh, as far as the championship was concerned two years ago is the ultimate champion last year he sits second in points coming into this race but he is nearly 260 points behind Jared Thomas meaning he needs to make up as many points as he can with only four races to go.
0: Well, Bruno Cañero jumping out of the car. That is the Hickson Motorsport machine. Oh, he hasn't unfastened his helmet, radio, Oof. and that's... Well, actually, it has just popped out. He's limping slightly, favouring his right-hand yeah. side. That's the Rodrigo drill. Uh, and we are under full-course yellow. It was inevitable after that with the car. So let's find out what happened to Bruno who is already being spoken to by the IMSA AMR, the yeah. Global Medical Response Team, who are there. The,
1: the good news, John, is that Celine Roland did manage to make it back into the pits. Remember, he had a flat from that first corner incident, mm. Bruno, with the AMR safety officials. This is just devastating for Bruno, who has been doing super well this year in the championship, sitting sixth in points. Remember, cash money for finishing within the top 10 of the championship. Bruno has been doing basically a race-by-race basis, funding his racing with that Rodizio Grill sponsorship. He goes around and tries to sell those door-to-door to be able to pay for his racing. So for him, this crash, doubly devastating.
0: Well, full course, yellow, the car, He's being pulled out. Oh, dear oh, shit, me, the right-hand side of that car looks extremely pre-loved and the left front as well. So there's not a straight panel on the right-hand side of that Hickson Motorsport Black number 21, and it looks like there may be suspension damage on the left. I'm looking at the, the right rear, and that is not at the angle. That wheel is not at the angle that it should be. That's not going to be a straightforward... Recovery. We're going to need a roll back the flatbed truck to get that moved. Uh, bits of debris along the front straight as well. I think uh, as the cars are coming through.
1: Oh, Justin Piscatel almost takes it out.
0: You're right, John, that's at the exit of turn one.
1: And that turn one incident will be reviewed after the race. So results very much will be provisional for a while after we get the checkered flag on this one.
0: I suppose it's a, it depends who was involved. So we can take a little bit of a breath. Fair play to the rookie Aidan Fastnacht, first pole position, and has managed to hold on to his lead under some pressure from Matthew Dirks and Gresham Wagner, who thought he had an opportunity to go around the outside into Turn 1. Then it's Connor Zilic, second of the rookies in the Hickson Motorsport number 72 car. Then Jared Thomas, championship leader in the number 96 and the best of the JTR cars. Glenn McGee's teammate right in behind him in the 23 and 6th. Bryce Cornet, Aaron Johnson oh. and Max Opalski all there in the top nine with Jensen Altman who's made up some uh, positions as well now on the back straight it's the exit of turn eight the secondary pits I'm afraid to say that Jean Jodoin from McCombie Makalia Racing has not made it back to the pits with that issue from I, I presume that is residue if you will from that first lap first corner schmozzle
1: yes I think we're safe to uh, assume that John and very heads up by John to pull the car off the track at a safe location going to the orange cutouts if you will to avoid causing a second tow truck to come out and be necessary so very good driving from that young man but also and I do say young man fondly I know that uh, John Jo is is not necessarily some of as young as some of the youngsters out on the track but Joey Atanasio who is one of those youngsters has pulled into the pit lane and has not left so that is another one of the formidable racing cars remember Chris Noon started at the back of the pack well Chris after that first lap is already up to 16th place so a really good start so far but for formidable with Atanasio into the pits I fear that that's going to be a day done for him as yep he's out leaning on uh, the trunk of his car
0: and oh, it, heartbreak a, a picture tells uh, says a thousand words isn't it race gloves off for Joy Atanasio head down uh, leaning on the back end of his car and, well, we've all been there. All of us who've raced have been there at one stage or another. And whether it was his fault or somebody else's fault, it doesn't matter because the end result is the same. He is in the pit lane. Bruno Canero off as well. Just wondering, Shea, whether Jean Chaudois might have been able to make it back. I, I, he may not have realised that the yellow was coming out for something else. Uh, He's dropped laps now, but uh, if it was only a tyre on that car with side to side contact, um, he might have been able to get it back and get back into the race. But fair play to him. That was very sporting of him to park that car out of the way.
1: The angle at which the front right tire was pointed, John, I think that John Dwan knew it was a bit more than just a tire. And it looks for Joey Atanasio as well as if there's significant right front damage on his car, too. So I'm wondering, maybe was that part of the issue with Bruno Carniero? We we won't know until after the race, ultimately, and we actually get an opportunity to talk to these drivers. But the caution continues as recovery goes on for Bruno Carniero's uh, stricken number 21 machine.
0: Yeah, and I think Bruno was one of the catalysts of the incident at Turn Morn. He got into uh, another machine uh, and there was was an airborne moment uh, for the briefest uh, of times as they came through. But that's where I think the damage from Bruno's car uh, was gained. Uh, We've got the wreck truck going out with the equipment on to be able to lift that car so this is not going green anytime soon gives us the opportunity to remind everybody who perhaps is coming to us here at the circuit uh, or hasn't seen either Mitsu master MX5 championship racing before and if not why not but okay we understand there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of motor racing uh, this one of the most cost effective ways to go real motor racing. Uh, the, the cost of the car is not too good, not too, not too bad um, in, in motor racing terms. Uh, and uh, these are proper race cars. They come into the US uh, directly from the factory that builds the street cars uh, in Japan. And then they are diverted. Instead of going to your local Mazda dealer, uh, they go to the Fliss brothers and they are up at, uh, at Daytona they are stripped down to pretty much their component parts and rebuilt with over 250 racing parts one one part that isn't changed is the engine uh, that's the 1.8 4 cylinder uh, uh, sorry the 2 liter 4 cylinder engine for 180 horsepower that's sealed But there's a racing sequential Sadev gearbox that's put onto that. Multimatic's very clever adjustable suspension. And this is the least expensive racing car, by the way, that you can buy direct from the manufacturer in the world that has that Multimatic suspension on it. Uh, As well as FIA roll cage and seats. Uh, You can even get a secondary seat as well if you want to take some people for some passenger rides if you've got some partnerships. Now... The car, as I said, isn't that expensive, share. It's not that expensive to run in the championship, but the rewards are huge. And it's real cash-folding money.
1: Exactly. It's one thing to be able to afford the race car. It's another thing to actually get paid to race in a series when you are up and coming and trying to make a name in racing. Winning this championship wins you a hundred... Sorry, let me let me rephrase this. It wins you a quarter of a million dollars. Let's put it into that perspective. Second place in the championship gets you eighty five thousand dollars third fifty thousand dollars It pays out all the way down to tenth place rookie of the year. That's eighty thousand thousand dollars cash that goes towards you for running the series the next year then there's a mazda grassroots scholarship that comes into play well that's a hundred and ten thousand dollars and then there's a diversity scholarship that they've got going on for women drivers women in motorsports initiative that's seventy five thousand dollars so mazda They talk the talk. They walk the walk. They're paying you to try and learn how to be a racer and ultimately, at the end of the day, put on a good show in this championship. That's exactly what we've got going on. We've got Connor Zilich, who right now is sitting well up in the top five. He won the Grassroots Scholarship last year, $110,000. He's chosen to come race in this championship this year. Bryce Cornet was second to Connor Zilich in that. Well, guess what? He got a check for 75 grand. And Laura Hayes was the Women in Motorsports Initiative scholarship winner. Again, 75 grand to come race in the Itamitsu Mazda MX-5 championship. It doesn't get better than that.
0: No, and in this championship, the cash money that share was talking about, including the quarter of a million dollars for first place, if you so desired and you won the championship and you thought, Do you know what, I'll, I'll cash in my chips, I'll sell my car, um, there's first of all there's a great used market for these cars because the, uh, the specification hasn't changed and it's not likely to change, went to a sequential box a little while ago if you wanted to take that 250 grand and, and head off to an island paradise then you absolutely could, this is not credits to come back and race next year that is Correct. actual cash money, listen fantastic job done by uh, track services uh, it looked like the tow truck, the wrecker truck, was going out to Jean-Claude actually, so it might have been slightly more damage than we thought from the first place, but even so, he did a great job getting that car out of the way. The MX-5 safety car it is out in front of the field at the moment. The lights are out on that car. It's running in the Mazda, the old Mazda DPI racing colours again. Fantastic to see that livery back out there. Yep, the lights are out, so it will be in Fastnacht for mccomby at Racing. Uh, Chad McComby, Stephen McAleer, both here this weekend. Stephen racing in a, another... Uh, suit. Chad. Oh, Chad's not, no, but Stephen is. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, both raced in this championship in the past. So the safety car clears out and heads back to the pit lane at the bottom of the hill at the Hogpen. And it will be in. Fast night with Matthew Dirks. Watch the third place car. Gresham Wagner... He is very clever indeed. Oh, it's a great restart as well by Jared Thomas. And also right out there, the 23 of Glenn McGee pulled out nice and early. So this could again be very interesting. One, two, three wide across the line behind the leading quartet. Fastak, Dirks, Wagner, Zilic, Thomas, Cornier, McGee, Johnson, Opalski right in there as well. Max, another one of the, uh, of the rookies and... Almost inevitably, we have a little side-by-side contact, but nowhere near as uh, destructive as it was the first time around. No,
1: and it looks like everybody who went off the track has managed to rejoin, so that's good, because I think we had three cars off the track coming around turn one. Uh, But it is still Aiden Fasnacht leading the way. As Who was it who went wide? It was further in the background. Was it McGee? I believe it was Glenn just getting a little bit too deep in at turn one and managed to continue. But also, and more notably, John, I think also Jared Thomas with bumper coming yep. off. That's our championship leader. Remember, he had a bad it's race the first one at Road America. He can't afford another bad race.
0: No, well, good. The good news, and this sounds odd to say this, but it is the good news. It's fallen off, so he won't <laughs> get the meatball flag from race control. Uh, he's lost that. There's not really an aerodynamic advantage or disadvantage to losing that. I also noticed Celine Roland for Hickson Motorsport is right at the back of the pack. So he's had Aww. more problems as well. But at the front of the field, Aiden Fastnack. we've seen his pace coming from the back of the field uh, and fighting his way through in the past. Now he's had to do it from the front, the 32. I know oh, it was no, the 32. Chris. That's uh, Chris Noons, who was at the back with the four-way flashes on. Celine Roland is at the back of the pack as well. He was 25th across the line. So let's see how he comes through for Hickson. There's some big names here who've had problems earlier on. little nudge on the number two car. That's Max Opalski for Sam yeah. Peely there. Celine
1: Roland, remember had that flat tire on the opening lap and had to make the pit stop unfortunately he did lose a lap so he is one lap behind everyone else but for Chris Noons this is terrible news remember we were watching him off the start he moved all the way up to 16th looks like he's forfeited all those positions again though John.
0: cross the line again 28 minutes to go this is a time certain race Max Opalski has the fastest lap of the race sitting in fourth position got the draft down the back straight and down the front straight as well all these cars to the same specification as they come round into the early part of the lap now in normal racing other racing (laughs) you would call this (laughs) you would call this a follow my leader part of the track but these mazdas are light they are nimble they are properly prepared race cars and we have seen them side by side here in the past Wagner, by the way, up into second position ahead of Conor mm-hmm. Zilich there, so it's Fastnacht. And then the orange hood, the orange bonnet, tells me that that is the number five of Gresham Wagner in second position. Zilisch in the 65 red and white car in third. Max Opalski in fourth position. The car with the black front end to it and the green stripes. Sorry, the uh, red front end and the black stripes. Then Bryce Cornead, then Jensen Altman's having a great race. Restarted in 10th, he's up to sixth position. Oh, and a
1: bit of a wiggle from Aiden Fosna coming through Oak Tree Corner. It just gives Gresham Wagner that little bit of extra push that he doesn't need to try and get to the lead of this race. Now, Gresham Wagner races for Spark Performance. Who was the last Mazda winner at VIR? That would be Nathaniel Sparks, team owner of Spark Performance. Yeah, I wonder good. if he gave Gresham any advice.
0: The one who's really lost out there was Matt Dirks. Matthew Dirks in the 76, the yeah the green car uh, who re- restarted at the sharp end of the field and has dropped down he was in second at one place the 76 car now in seventh position across the line just pescatel in there sam peely and then uh, jared thomas trying to fight his way through in that number 96 car that is our championship leader with the red car keep an eye on that as he comes through but as they come to the line this time fastnacht's been shuffled back a little bit and it will be Gresham Wagner who comes to the line first. With yep. Connor Zillich in second, fastnack now down to third in that dark colour car. This is absolutely par for the course in Idamitsu MX5 Racing. Take your eyes off it for a second and all the positions change. Jensen Altman side by side with Max Zapalski, Matthew Dirks in there as well. I think Jensen has just dropped a position there yes he has he's back to seventh he's the slightly lighter colored car before the blue car in that opening pack which still comprises about 15 car shares they head up through the snake underneath the bridge and heading up the hill once again as we're on lap seven
1: Bad news for Aaron Johnson. He's come into the pit lane, John, unfortunately for the uh, scholarship winner from two years ago, but the scholarship winner from last year is Connor Zilich, and he is not content with sitting third in this championship. He wants to win more races and get even more money at the end of the year. He is looking at Gresham Wagner trying to figure out a place to pass. I don't think it's going to be too long before he's figured that out. Aiden Fosnock is not happy to sit back in third. He likes leading. He wants to get back there.
0: Matthew Dirks fighting his way back through as well. Jensen Altman in the grey car with the uh, fluorescent stripes, has lost a couple of of positions after making up some 65 pulls out. That's Bryce Cornet in the red car with the white stripes. He's in behind Paul Sitter, Aidan Fasnack, getting a good draft. There there are cars in behind him as well. You might not be able to see Max Opalski, but he's there in the black car (laughs) with the green flashes on it. Still can barely see that car as they come to the braking area at the top of the roller coaster and up the inside Fastnack is having the defendant the 65 car goes wide that's bryce corday might lose a couple of three positions here that is how tight it is now just a few moments ago was there a little bit of bumping and boring yes there was between opalski and the number 15 Check that between the uh, Fastnacht and Bryce Cornet as they went into the braking area. Now across the start finish line, the draft is strong in these cars because they are open-top cars with an FIA rolled cage. That really makes a big hole in the air. So if you can make that work for you, and Matthew Dirks in the Olive Drab number 76 car has done that. He's now side by side with Apalski with the green flashes on his car. He's not, he's gone by. He's gone by. The, the lighter blue car in behind Apalski is Sam Pearlie fighting his way back up. McCombie Makalia Racing with four cars. Check that, five cars. They've got half of the top ten at the moment. Wow. They're just being thrown up out of turn four and five. The leader, Gresham Wagner, with right on his tail, Conor Zilich, And we've got... About half of the race still to go. 22 minutes. Zilic getting a little bit of a push through into the lead. Oh, that's marvellous stuff. A little bit of working together there from Zilic and Fasnak. Fasnac bump drafting the Hickson Motorsports car up through the, the snake into the S's. Quite extraordinary. And they've pulled out a bit of a gap. Now, we've seen this year so many times. Drivers that work together pull away drivers that fight each other they slow themselves down and bring more people to the party to fight for position.
1: Yeah and the impressive thing is Don, it's not as if they're teammates or anything either we've got Hicks and Motorsports representing Connor Zilich and Aiden Fosnak for McCombie MacLear Racing whereas Spark Performance for Gresham Wagner three different teams at the front of this field but I just want to give a shout out to Max Apalski. what an impressive start to the race he's had so far his best ever finish outside of the top 10 right now he's running in the top five
0: that's Shea Adam alongside me, John Hindhoff, She a veteran broadcaster with us in IMSA and in the pit lane at Le Mans. And this, some of the best racing that we get to talk about, quite frankly. Real racing with real racing cars. Oh, now, Zilich. here we go, Zilic pulls out and this time. Gresham Wagner, having been drafted by last time around, says, right, I'm going to get in on the act here. And it's the old clothesline hung out to dry. Aidan Fastnack came down the hill in 2nd We'll go through turn one, scrapping and trying to stay in fourth position. He's got his four-way flashes on. He's banged that switch, which is easy to do when you're wheeling through. And he's just held on to fourth position ahead of Matthew Dirks from McCombie Makalia Racing in that number 76 with the Air Force Colours on the side of that car. Then Sam Pearlie in the blue car, Max in the black and green car. All this Mm -hmm. damage to Jared Thomas, the championship leader on the right rear, the red car with the Uh yellow, the uh, yellow rule hoop on that car. And he's pulled out a line and I'm not sure that BF Goodrich tire is going to take that kind of, of uh, abuse. It's actually the right front It's coming out so much, I thought it was coming out from underneath the car, but that's the championship leader. We'll keep an eye on that as the leading quartet go to the oak tree turn for the ninth time of asking. No oak tree Tree there now. It's the top four, make that the top five. Now, Sam Pearlie says in that blue number 28, (laughs) I'm going to make this a top half dozen. And the dirty half dozen, or at least the fast half dozen, are coming down towards Oaktree. And there's some smoke coming from the 65 of Bryce Cornet as well. And he's dropped out of the fight. And that's oh. an engine. That's an engine that's gone. That's I just gone. saw a whiff of something. That is so unusual for that four-cylinder motor. And that is a huge, huge detonation for Cornet. It was nipping up. From a ways back, he's taken a wee bit of time to get off the circuit. Now, is there any debris, or worse, still any fluid on the circuit? There was just a whiff, just a whiff from Cornet's car. As they came out of Oak Tree and onto the back straight, we've also got some tyre smoke coming from the 96. Just about maybe 50 yards before it gave way, maybe a bit more. I just saw a whiff and if you've ever had an engine issues on cars before when you've been racing, you sometimes just feel a little bit of a loss of power. And Bryce Cornier then has dropped to the back of the field. This is going to be a DNF for him, Shea, at an important part of the season for that rookie.
1: Yes, and absolutely devastating for Bryce Cornet, who is looking on hand to potentially get his first ever podium finish. Did finish in the top five at Watkins Glen in the second round of the championship. But huge news, Jared Thomas, into the pit lane he currently sits 21st on the timing charts and remember this is a guy who is leading the championship his worst finish so far was 26th in the first race at road america so he is right now cringing at the fact that his closest championship rivals sitting second and third in the championship are first and second on the racetrack
0: he got into the top 10 i think he was as high as round about eighth position for the championship leader jared thomas in the jtr car uh, they are trying to fix that front guard and see if they can pull it away from the front wheel that was side by side contact we saw the tire rub and the smoke from the bf goodridge racing tire um, but he's already dropping down uh, they could have done with a full course caution there couldn't they for the the problem for uh, on the back straight the last time around for Bryce Courtney, oh dear me! So oh. the lead, fi- the lead six year have become five, and Sam Peary just not able to hook onto the back of this dot. He's not had the easiest of seasons after being superb last year in his rookie season, and really battling at the front of the field. He struggled for a bit of pace this year, but he's there or thereabouts now.
1: Yeah, you're right, John. And how? heads up just really quickly for Bryce Cornet. I know that everybody who plays video games drives around VIR because it's one of those tracks that you just love to play on but how heads up to know that that was an opening to the Liberty course to be able to pull into a safe location and not only to flip the four-way flashers on it, that is a sign of a very heads up driver and I look forward to seeing what Bryce Cornet can do in the future but for right now the future are the rookies on the racetrack and Connor Zilich leading the way ahead of Aiden Fosnacht and then the past, the reigning series champion Gresham Wagner And third, remember Matthew Dirks has had a pair of pole positions earlier this year. Still looking for that first win. Could he claim it? Same thing for Sam Paley, rookie champion last year. He's yet to find the top step of the podium and he wants desperately to do that.
0: I I remember seeing this to you on Midweek Motorsport earlier in the week when we were discussing the entry here. This year's rookie crop have been absolutely outstanding. Yes, Sam Paley was right up uh, amongst it last year but all of the established runners. And this is a destination series now, not a stepping stone. With the kind of money that we discussed earlier on, why wouldn't you want to battle for 250, 80, 85, what, you know, whatever you can take out of the championship if you finish in the, the top 10? But the rookie, uh, the rookie Prize Fund is in addition to that, but you've got Zilich, you've got Fastnacht, you've got Max Opalski, um, You've got, as an ad say, as well, um, they've all been running at the sharp end of the field this year and giving some of the veterans a real pause for thought.
1: Yeah, and this is a first race for two of the drivers in the field, both running with Hickson, evaluating whether or not they want to come run this championship next year. I think that they are both finding how competitive it is and how hard it is to lead the way. But also on the other side of the coin, you've got rookies in first and second. And right now, Gresham Wagner finding it very difficult to try and get around Connor Zilich,
0: Which he's managed to get past. is the fast night. Remember when I said that Masters can run side by side where others can't? We had two wide. Coming through double wide for what one, two, three, four <laughs> rows coming down through the roller coaster and into the hog pad across the line. Pick who you're drafting, partner's huge moment there for Hidden Fastnack who. Fast hands, fast knack. We're gonna to have to call him from now on because he was punted sideways there from behind and somehow held on to it. The four-way flashes are still on on that car. He's challenging Gresham Wagner for the lead. Up the inside, the 51 is Tyler Gonzalez, who has fought his way up from absolutely nowhere in the other black car with the pink stripes on that one. And he's come right through in the Copeland Motorsport car. Then the 72 is Conor Zilich. So still the rookies are there, Gresham Wagner under real pressure, but that two by two by two by one and a half down, th- down <laughs> through the uh, down through the, uh, down, to the pig pen, uh, down to the hog pen last time around was absolutely outstanding. That's yeah. that's what you get. And you only get this kind of racing in Idemitsu Master MX5 just on 14 minutes of the 45 to go we're into the last third and don't expect anything much to change the top seven or eight are still together it's eight actually with max opalski bringing up the eighth position then there's a small gap back to uh, alex patura then the number 10 is in behind that that's the hickson motorsports of annunziata Laura Hayes, Glenn McGee, Jensen Altman, who was up as high as sixth, has been shuffled back to 13th position in the number 13. Three wide for a moment on the back straight. Again, pick your drafting partner and through to the lead. fastnack takes it back and following it through. Tyler Gonzalez for Copeland Racing. And that leaves the man who crossed the line in the lead. Gresham Wagner now down in third position as they head down the hill to the final corner once again, with 13 and a half minutes to go here at VIR for the first race of two this weekend. And Wagner again, immediately tightens his line, goes to the pit wall side, chases the leader, Fastnack leads them out. Oh, brilliant piece. Not anymore. Brilliant piece of drafting by Wagner, helped by Conor and Wagner goes back to the lead. He's very confident. He's left the inside open. I don't think that's a good move. It's not. No. Through goes Connor Zilic. And still in there with the flashes going. Is it fast now? At least it makes it easy to see who he is from behind. This is quality stuff. This series has been a, an absolute hotbed of entertainment and excitement since it came back onto the IMSA calendar just a season or so ago. We've had five and six wide drafting battles on the high banks of Daytona. We've had the street fights around the St. Pete circuit and on some of the classic road circuits, Road America, along with NASCAR, not so very long ago. That was an awesome race weekend. And now here at VIR, we're ticking off another Wish list bucket list track for a lot of these drivers, and don't these cars share Adam in the Inamitsu Master MX5 Championship? Just sh- suits this wonderful Virginia rolling countryside and the twists and turns and the up and down of this championship. And any any one of this circuit and any one of that top eight could still win this race.
1: You're right, John, and anyone in this field could still win the race at this point. I have to say credit where credit is due. I've talked about Nathaniel Sparks spark performance coming through and winning the race the last time we were here. Well, race one of the weekend was won by Copeland Motorsports owner Dean Copeland. So clearly Tyler Gonzalez coming from next to last up to second on that last lap. Now he's shuffled down a little bit more as aggression. Wagner goes back to the lead. It really is proof in the pudding that when you know these cars and you know this track Matt. Can happen. Oh.
0: Gresham Wagner, Air Wagner there, all four BF Goodrich tyres off the ground as he rode the kerb coming down the hill to the final corner. Fastnack in second, third is the 72 of Conor Zillich then Sam Peely in his highest position. He's worked his way through nicely. Maybe he's just timing his run. We've still got 11 minutes to go here at VIR. Just dropping off the back of that leading pack a little bit is Max, Max for Copeland Motorsports in the black and green car. Brilliant to see these cars back at VIR. They're really suited. This is the GT challenge for IMSA this weekend here at VIR. And credit to the ownership group here as we've got another problem out in the circuit. Ethan Tyler for Hickson Motorsports in the number 80 has missed his turning point at the bottom of the hill and gone very very sideways then backwards at the hog pen and it looks like he hasn't been able to restart the engine and if he can't do that we're going to have a yellow and bring out the safety car again i'll get back to my point about the track in just a second but this is crucial if there's a pa- oh he has got it going now Get a bit of grip, get it up through the Sadev gear box. Well done, Ethan. Excellent. Well done. Gets himself back on, Ethan Tyler for Hickson Motorsports. We stay green. Credit must be paid to Connie Nyholm and the ownership group here at VIR. It's not so very long ago that it looked like we might lose this circuit to racing forever. Kerrigan Smith and the rest of the team have enacted the vision of the ownership group. It looks fantastic. There is an ongoing year-by-year, seemingly month-by-month programme of improvements in infrastructure around this circuit that keeps it at the very top uh, of the facilities that are available in American road racing on a huge site. America's national Park of speed, Road America, which is where we were a couple of weeks ago in the last race for the... Ida-Mitsu MX-5s is 4.1 miles around, but the actual land that it stands on, only about a third of the plot of VIR. And brilliant to be back here. And congratulations <laughs> to all of those who continue to make dreams come true at this beautiful natural terrain road circuit. Eight and a half minutes to go. Shea Adam and John Heindorf. Watching Idomitsu Master MX-5 as the 48's got around. Rossi Lee for Spark Performance. That's at the first corner. And was there a little helping bumper? Oh, no, it's not at the first corner, is it? Not at all. It's at the final corner. My apologies. I hadn't realized he'd gone so far off there. It's at the top of the hill before dropping down into the hog bed. Just coming down to the final corner. Oh, well, it was a little touch early on but the spin was induced to Tsurl all by themselves. And Rossi Lee then goes around, but the Masters are built tough. And we get it in the pit lane. We're still green with seven and a half minutes to go. Shit, Adam.
1: Great job, Rossi. Yeah, those were teammates for Spark Performance running around together, John. uh, Aaron Johnson, who lost a lap ultimately coming into the pit lane for an issue earlier on. Uh, They were in close proximity, but that was not a hit. That put Rossi Lee off into the tires, so there shouldn't be any need to look into that one any further. Gresham Wagner and Connor. Brazilic, though, they are looking forward, pulling away from the rest of the pack just a little bit. And this is going to be infuriating to Tyler Gonzalez, who started next to last in this race, has moved his way up to fourth and can see the leaders. But now they're disappearing.
0: Yeah, we normally see up until about this point people working together and then (laughs) the detente disappears uh, and it's every driver for themselves. It's been a, a bit of a topsy-turvy race here today, but Gresham Wagner f- having fought his way through to the front, Connor Zilic for Hickson sits in behind him, and those two at the moment are trying to break free and break the hearts of the rest of the drivers behind. Tyler Gonzalez in third for Copeland Motorsports. Spark Performance, Hickson, McCombie McAleer uh, Racing are in there as well with Aidan Fastnack and Justin Piscatel, uh, and uh, Matthew Dirks, of course, So, McCombie McAleer Racing MMR in 4th, 5th, 6th and 7th. Stephen McAleer telling me earlier on this week that they have... some ambitions to move further up the IMSA Racing tree. Not just in their driving, but also with the team as well. I think that falls under the category of watch this space. They've been super successful as drivers, both of them as drivers and the team owners, of course, in this championship. So into the last few laps now, we're lapping it just on about 2 minutes and 9, 2 minutes and 10 seconds. So probably two laps to go at the end of this lap that we're on at the moment, which is uh, lap 17. But it is a time certain race. So, uh, some kind of uh, truce at the front of the field has seen the leading pair pull away. I tell you what, she I'm very impressed with the pace of Tyler Gonzalez, though, because without any help, he's bridging that gap to the leading pair. Sam Pearlie side by side uh, further back with Justin Piscatel, the two blue cars, as well as they come to the top of the hill. But Tyler Gonzalez has got pace in that of Motorsport car. He's
1: caught the leading pair. Remember the last time we've seen a singleton catch a duo, John? That is magnificent pace from Tyler Gonzalez, who's on pole for a race later on today as well. But I'm really interested to see what the McCombie maclear cars can do, if they can work together. I know that Justin Piscitell is sitting in his bright number 89 machine going, Sam, what are you doing? Stay behind me and we'll go faster, (laughs) not side by side. But those four cars could be a real threat at the end of this one.
0: Crossing the line with four and a half minutes to go. So at least a couple of laps uh, after this one. Tyler Gonzalez, no surprise. Fastest lap of the race, two minutes, 8.2. That's a superb lap. He's nearly a second quicker than everybody else. And that's why he's just gone through a second. And he's challenging for the lead. Fastest lap gets points for the championship as well. And points for the championship means, uh, means potential extra dollars at the end of the season the top three have gone now if they can stay ahead if they can even with that little bit of scrapping shit they are now they've opened up the better part of two seconds on the chasing pack
1: wow that is super impressive for this trio from three different teams three drivers all running around on their own trying to get wins for themselves Clearly, there is no inter team uh, communication going on. All three of these drivers, by the way, proven race winners this year. But for Connor Zilich and for Gresham Wagner, winning is more important to try and close the gap to Jared Thomas to win the $250,000 at the end of the season. That's what they're thinking about right now. For Connor Zilich, he's already in a good standing for the rookie championship. But I was just thinking about that, John, that 10 bonus points for leading the most laps. I have no idea who's going to get that. We know the 10. Points went to the pole sitter Aiden Fasnack, and then 10 points for the fastest lap. Well, right now that's Tyler Gonzalez, who is not in this championship race after skipping the last race again. Yeah, so, is he just playing a spoiler right now?
0: Between Gresham Wagner, I would think, and is Fasnack, but Connor Zilich trying to get uh, some laps under his belt as well. Jared mm-hmm. Thomas has rejoined, by the way, and sits uh, in 18th position. And look at the names at the back of the grid in 18th. Jared Thomas, championship Leader, Celine Roland, championship yeah. contender. and uh, Motorsports in 19th and Aaron Johnson in 20th position of the yeah. cars. They're the last three cars running. As we come across the line, we will not get the white flag this time around. It will be one more after this one. And to the line, and Motorsports, Connor Zilic, In the red, white, and black Mazda heads down towards the first corner. And Gresham Wagner, for the moment, has dropped about three quarters of an MX-5's length. But that's all. Now, what can Tyler Gonzalez do in that satin black car for Copeland Motorsport in second? Spark performance, Gresham Wagner in third. It is Aidan Fastnack who leads a quartet of McCombie-Makalea racing cars from fourth down to seventh position. Fastnack, Matthew Dirk, Sam Peely, Justin Piscatel. Surely they've got to work together to try and make that work. Then there's a, another little gap, about half a second, to Max Opalski in the black and green car, Glenn McGree for G- Glenn McGee for JTR uh, trying to salvage a little bit of honor for uh, Jared Thomas Racing. And Alex Petura for Spark Performance is the 10th position car. We will, The time will expire in about a minute and 20 seconds time. We will have the white flag next time around. Do you want to be leading into the last lap or do you want to be second place? where Tyler Gonzalez or or is that little bit of experience here, Adam, that Gresham Wagner has, third position going on to the last lap? That's not the worst place to be, surely?
1: No, it's not. And knowing these three drivers, I think the one I would want to be is Gresham Wagner. Home track, this is your series. You're the defending series champion. I think he's sitting back and waiting to see what's gonna come of Tyler Gonzalez v. Connor Zilich. And I hope that he can swing on through. Because remember, a few laps ago, he was the one who was making the big push at the end of the lap. And he was the one who crossed the stripe first. I think Gresham has already plotted how to win this race. Now he's just waiting for exactly one more lap from now to make that happen.
0: question for me is, can you drag through out of the hog at turn 17 and make the pass on the line? It's quite a long run here, unusually nowadays in motor racing. White flag is in the air. One more lap of Virginia International Raceway for the Intermittent Mazda MX5 Cup presented by BF Goodrich Tyres. The top three have been closed down on by about a half a second by the chasing pack, which is led by Aidan Fasnack. It's the McCombie makalia Racing Quartet. There's four cars of of that team trying to get back on terms. And all four of the McCombie-Makalea racing drivers put in their fastest lap of the race last time around, but as did Conor <laughs> Zilic at the front of the field. So Conor is finding pace when he really needs a 2.087 for Conor, 287 for Tyler Gonzalez in second, 288 for Gresham Wagner was his fastest lap as well. But the McCombie-Makalea train, 285, 285, 2.084, and 2.086. For Fastnacht, Dirks, Peeling, and piscatel they're not going to be close enough to get on the podium. The podium positions are going to go to one of the top three, which way are that huge way, dent. So, yes, is in the front of
1: um, Conor Zilich's car.
0: Conor Zulic with some aerodynamic disadvantage uh, on oh. the front of his car, uh, ahead wow. of them. They have, believe it or not. Jared Thomas is the next car uh, ahead of them. The championship leader and then Ethan Tyler. They won't actually have to lap him side by side though. Here's the move. Tyler Gonzalez has come from way back on the grid and he's timed it to perfection into the top of the roller coaster for the last time And the Copeland Motorsport number 51 car. Hits the front of the field. Little love tap from the 72 of Conor Zilic. Gresham Wagner now. Gresham Wagner. Let's see what line he takes through. Can he drag by and take second or even to the lead? It's been a beautifully judged race for Tyler Gonzalez. He'll win the hard charger award. He's gone a little bit wide. Immediately defence to the pit wall. First, second, and third. Another intermittent Mazda MX5 blanket finish. Weaving around, coming to the checkered flag. And Gonzalez takes it for Copeland Motorsport. Conor Zilich in second, Wagner in third. And they were separated by two tenths of a second. Wagner trying to get up the inside at the end. There was a little nudge as they went to the line. Absolutely outstanding stuff. Not a car's length between the top three as they went across the line. Matthew Dirks comes through to take the best of the Bukumbi Makalia Racing Pack. Aidan Fasnack, who led that pack onto the final lap, finishes at the back of his teammates having started on pole position for the rookie driver. So it was Dirks, Paley, Piscatel Fastnacht, Max Opalski was the leader of the next group, ag- ahead of Glenn McGee Magri- and Alex Petura for the top ten. The big stories here are who aren't in those names that I've mentioned. No Aaron Johnson, no Celine Roland, they're finishing 20th and 19th. And the huge story is championship leader for JTR Motorsport, Jared Thomas, with damage early on to the right front guard on the car, coming in for a change of tyre. And the number 96 machine finishes in 18th position. Unbelievable. Brilliant if run from have... Tyler Gonzalez here. Adam, from almost at the back of the grid, your quick final thoughts.
1: Uh, that was the fourth closest finish we've had this season. Tune in for more Mazda racing.
0: <laughs> that is a perfect advertisement for Idamitsu Mazda MX5 racing. Tyler Gonzalez fought his way through the field. The usual bump and grind at the start of. The race, And with one or two drivers having cars that didn't start off exactly, Jean Jodin and Bruno Coñera didn't see the end of the race. The big story, Jared Thomas having to pull off and Bruno Coñera having, uh, uh, Bryce Coñera rather, having an engine problem. But other than that, what we will remember is the tight finish and Tyler Gonzalez for cobbler Motorsport winning in race one at VIR. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check IMSAradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.